Island Church in Galveston, Texas, welcomes you to our podcast. Be encouraged by Pastor Rusty Martin as he teaches the Word of God. 1 John chapter 4, I'm going to start a series tonight, a little series, I don't know how long it'll go, but I'm going to, I'm going to teach on hearing the voice of God. That's one subject that a lot of people really struggle with hearing the voice of God. And not only just hearing the voice of God, but discerning what He's saying when He speaks to you. Now, it's something that you've got to learn about God, or there is something you've got to learn about God. God is never in a place of not communicating to His children. There's always communication going on between the Heavenly Father and His children. There's always communication going on between Jesus and His church. And there's always communication going on uh, by the Holy Ghost, which gives you guidance and leadership. It's your willingness to develop an ear to hear, and it's your willingness to follow and obey what God speaks to you that's going to show how far you can go in the things of God. Now, let me just say this. One of the worst things that any believer can do, because this is what causes so much turmoil and drama and all kinds of stuff in churches like this. One of the things you cannot afford to do is to position yourself to hear from God, hear from Him, and not follow through on it. Because what that's going to do, two things. It's going to callous your heart. And it's not that God is not speaking to you anymore. It's just you're not hearing. And secondly, what it's going to do, it's going to cause a confusion to come into your life. Because the enemy knows that if God speaks to you and you do not obey His voice, that He's going to be begin, begin to bombard you with all kinds of things that you may think spiritual. I've heard some of the craziest things come out of people's mouths who thought they had heard from God and they hadn't heard nothing. They hadn't heard nothing from God. Because what they were telling me, number one, didn't line up with the Word. Number two, did not agree with my spirit. And I mean, number two, did not agree with my spirit. And number three, when I watched them follow through with it and act on it, it destroyed them. My goodness, proof, proof, uh, proof positive that it wasn't God speaking. God's voice is not going to lead you into a place to be killed, still, still from, killed or destroyed. He's going to lead you into a place of righteousness, place of blessing, healing, prosperity, all the good things that God has. I was at a meeting one time and a pastor and his wife were sitting there and Sitting next to the pastor's wife was her sister. And I didn't know, I didn't know anything going on in anybody's life. I was just up preaching. Right in the middle of my message, the Holy Ghost said to me, say to her that uh, uh, God's got the real for you, uh, but there's a counterfeit coming. And when the counterfeit comes, uh, don't fall for it. Well, I didn't, you know, I just said it and turned around and walked out. I could see her look at her sister, and her sister gave her this, you know, gave her this look. So after the, as soon as the service was over, I asked the pastor, says, what was that all about? He says, well, she's uh, believing God for a husband. We actually prayed with her and agreed the other day, and that's exactly what I told her. I told her, I said, okay, we're going to agree and play, uh, going to agree and pray, but the enemy is going to send a counterfeit. Well, I didn't know that. That was, so that was the Holy Ghost speaking to her. So uh, here comes this old knucklehead into her life. That's what he was. He was a knucklehead. He didn't want to serve God. He didn't want to do nothing but drink and stay drunk and spend her money and all that kind of stuff. And, and so, you know, she, quote, fell in love and all that kind of stuff. And, and even coming down the aisle, standing in the back before the wedding, her sister's telling her, that's the counterfeit Pastor Rusty. Brother Rusty was talking about. That's the And she goes, I know it. I know it. I just can't help myself. Isn't that crazy? That's in the same church. 
about 13 years later. And that old knucklehead finally came up and got saved. But those 13 years for her were hell on earth. And that church and her sister and, and, and uh, 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 brother-in-law had prayed 13 years for that guy to get saved. Thank God he got saved. But you should have listened to the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Because see, God will minister to you, speak to you, help you. And even when tough times are coming, you say, tough times, yeah, God will prepare you for it. He'll say, like when, when Paul was headed for Jerusalem, and the Holy Ghost was, I mean, a prophet came, others spoke to him, and were saying, don't go, don't go. But see, God had already spoke to him about being a witness. So he knew the path was going to be rough, and all that was was confirmation of, it's going to be a rough path. And God will help you with those things. Now, 1 John chapter 4, let's get into the Scripture and look at, at some of these things that will help you. Everybody say, I, I will hear from God. I will hear from Jesus. I will be led by the Spirit. And I will not be fooled. Now, beloved, verse 1, 1 John chapter 4. Beloved, believe not every spirit. Now, that, you ought to underline that in your Bible. Believe not every spirit. But try the spirits, whether they, whether they have God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye... The Spirit of God, every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come of the flesh, is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come of the flesh, is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist, whereof you have heard that it should come, and even now already is in the world. Now notice this. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater, if I say greater... Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Now listen, if greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, then he that is in you has a louder voice, a greater voice than he that is in the world. But you have to have an ear. Jesus many times in his teaching would say, he that has ears, let him hear. Jesus also said, be careful not only what you hear, but how you hear. Did you know you can hear the right thing the wrong way and it'll mess you up? Amen? I, and I've seen that happen many times. I've seen people go off on some of the craziest doctrinal tangents because they heard something, but they did not hear it the right way. And, you know, there, there's people that'll come, well, I heard you say this, or I heard you say that, or I heard you say this. Many times you've got to understand, in teaching and preaching the Word of God, especially if there's any kind of a gift or any kind of anointing, there'll be things that will be said in reference to Scripture that is read that you literally have to take what is said and go right back to the Scripture and make sure that they line up in order to correctly hear what God's trying to say to you. Because He could be saying one thing to someone over here, one thing to someone over there, one thing to someone over here about different situations in all of your lives, but you've got to be able to discern what God is telling you. Now, notice what it says, it says here again. It says, believe not every spirit. Now, I'm going to tell you, we're living in a day and an hour in which a lot of spirits are given voices. I'm telling you, there's a, that's why, you know, when you get on, on, the, on, the, uh, 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 on your television, your internet, and you watch a lot of this stuff that's going on in our nation right now, you better be careful how you listen to that. You say, what? Well, there's a lot of spirits talking there. There's a lot of spirits that are talking. And you've got to understand, one of the greatest spirits of our adversary is the spirit of deception. 
And the spirit of deception hooks itself to just about anything that a human being can come up with in order to live in a life of deception. It hooks to perverse lifestyles. It hooks to offense and, and, and all kinds of things. It, listen, everything you can just about think of that is negative to drug addiction. Listen, people that live in, in drug addiction are living in a lie. You can look at gambling, you can look at just about anything, and a spirit of deception comes right along with it to make you think you're all right. Or that you can get by with this. You know, 10 million heroin addicts die, and you think you're going to be the one that's going to live. No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Amen? Five, five million people get wiped out by gambling, and you think you're going to, one that you're going to be the one that's going to break the house. See, that's how you're controlled. And spirits, that is their desire. That is what they desire to do is to control you by force through communication. The Holy Ghost desires to, to control you by your invitation to Him. Amen. Now, real quick, just a couple of scriptures. Go to, go to, uh, go to Matthew. Let's, let's start there. Go to Matthew. Matthew chapter 3. We've looked at this before in different lights, but let's look at it. Let's look at it in the light of hearing from God. Jesus is baptized in the Jordan, comes up out of the, out of the Jordan River. Uh, uh, the Spirit of God descends upon him. Verse, uh, verse, let me find it there. Verse 16, and Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straight away out of the water. Now notice this. And lo, the heavens were open unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. Now here's what I want you to see. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And then the first part of chapter 4. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit. Or then was Jesus led of the Spirit. Now, the first thing we see is that a communication line was established between Jesus and His heavenly Father in the baptism of the Lord Jesus Christ. You understand that? Now see, we just presuppose that Jesus had this unusual connection with God that nobody else had. That He was this unusual individual that had access to God that nobody else had, which is really not true. The Bible says He was, he was, he was made just like we are uh, and was tempted with the same things that we are, but, but He never yielded to those temptations. So I believe that the reason the Holy Ghost allowed Matthew to pin this here is to show us that there came a time in Jesus' life where the lines of communication got established. Are you with me? In every one of our lives that happened. That means the day you got born again and the day you got filled with the Holy Ghost, the lines of communication were established in your life. Now that doesn't mean that God was not communicating to you before that. Because if He was not communicating to you before that, you had never gotten saved. I guarantee you, every one of you with any type of a, of a salvation testimony will probably start looking back, or if you would look back and inventory what happened to you before you got saved. There was some conviction going on. There was some communication going on. Something was happening to you which was preparing you to hear the Word of God and respond to it. Amen? Isn't that true? But that did not establish the lines of communication. I mean, today we have people that we choose. There's all these social, uh, what do they call them? Social media, social media, Facebook, the, the, the flipper, and 
I don't do, I don't do none of that. You say, why don't you do none? I don't want know what I don't want people to know what I do every day where I'm at. I'm at the Burger King. I'm come on, get a life. Amen. But you know, you establish who you communicate with. Amen. And people, I get what do they call what do they call those uh, friends? On one of them, anyway. You, you, you choose your friends, and you get to talk to them. They get to talk to you. But then somebody you don't like, they, you know, send their name. You know, I don't want to talk to them. Man. You don't let them in there, amen? That could be a problem in itself. I got on Facebook, and nobody liked me. But Jesus established, the Father established in Jesus, lines of communication. Now, I believe because of the Gospels and the way the Gospels are laid out, this is the beginning of a three and a half year journey that, that, that ended up on the cross and culminated in the resurrection and Him being uh, risen from the dead and then being seated at the right hand of the Father. So we see that the communication lines are established for one reason and that is to see the will of God performed in your life. So if you want to serve God outside of the will of God and say, well, you know, I really love the Lord, but, you know, as far as really seeking God for His will and all that, I'd, I'd really just kind of live my life over here. If I, if I have a need, I'll come, I'll worship, I'll give a little, you know, what all But, you know, I'd really just rather hang out over here and just kind of do my own thing. Well, the problem with that is, is that you're not going to have those communication lines speaking to you, and especially at the times when you really need it. You ever really needed God to speak to you? Well, it may be that you're not just following the path of righteousness that you need in order to establish those communication lines. Amen? Now, if you will, go all the way over to the book of Exodus. Because I wanted to establish this before we, before we start looking at how the Father speaks, how the Son speaks, or how the Word speaks, and how the Spirit leads. Because there's, you know, we, we believe in the Trinity... Scripture to believe in the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. Well, I, I like to say it like this. God the Father, God the Word, God the Holy Spirit. The three are one. But did you know each one has a different voice? Can speak to you differently and speak to you in a, in a, in a different way? You know, I, I can sense the difference between what, what Jesus is speaking to me and what the Father speaks to me and how the Spirit leads me. If you'll, if you'll get sensitive to the Spirit, learn to live in the Word, I guarantee you, you'll figure that out. And it's all for a different purpose. Let, let me give you an example. Some of you are looking at me, at, at me like I'm crazy. The first thing that, that, that God said to Jesus was what? This is my beloved Son, in whom I'm well pleased. Now, we get over to Matthew chapter 16, and, and Jesus asked his disciples, Whom do men say that I the Son of Man am? And some said, well, you're this guy or that guy. They were all wrong. But then he said, who do you say that I am? And Peter said, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And, and Jesus said, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, flesh and blood hath not revealed it to you, but my Father which is in him. So, so he got communicated to by who? By the Father. Who spoke to Jesus at the Jordan? The Father. Both times it had to do with what? Identity. Identity. Not only their own identity, but the identity of Jesus. See, fathers in the natural confirm and affirm your identity. You're my son. You're my daughter. Amen? I mean, they, they, they spend the formative years of your life reaffirming their identity to you and your identity or your connection to them. That's the voice of the Father. Okay, well, so now, that's good. I don't want to get ahead of myself. Where are we at? Exodus? Exodus 20. Did I tell you that? Now, these are called the Ten 
Commandments. Everybody say commandments. Not the ten invitations or ten. Now, let's look at a few of these just real quick. Verse 13, 14, 15. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Anybody having problems with those? Anybody having nobody stealing, killing, committing adultery? Everybody all right? Everybody doing good? All right, no problem. Now, how many even want to? Don't even want to, do you? Amen. And you don't, you don't come up with a, well, that's just under the law. Thou shalt not, that's just under the law. Thou shalt not steal. That, well, that's just under the law. That's Old Testament. Well, go ahead and try it and see how far you get, you know. I mean, but now come back to verse 7. Now listen to this. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Listen to the Amplified. You shall, you shall, not, you shall not use or repeat the name of the Lord your God in vain, that is, lightly or irreverently, in false affirmations or profanely, for he, the Lord, will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Ooh. Now see, we always thought that taking the name of the Lord thy God in vain was connecting the name of God to a curse word. But now, in hearing from God, let's just call it spiritual communication, you cannot afford as a believer to take and add to any vain thing that comes into your mind, the name of God. Well, God told me to. Well, God told me to. Well, God to. Now, that's just as, as bad as thou shalt not steal. Where are my amens now? Amen. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. One translation says this, you shall, not add, you shall not add God's name to the vanity of that which you imagine in your mind. Well, I thought God told me. Well, you're in trouble right there. Amen? Well, I think God's talking to me. No, 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 no. You can't do that. Listen, I have had more success hearing from God and not adding His name to what He told me and walking it out and at the end of the day having the testimony of what God had said than ever I ever, than I ever got getting up and saying, well, God told me this. One of the few times I ever said that, because if it's by the inspiration of the Spirit, it'll, it'll work. One of the few times I ever said it, I was preaching under the inspiration of the Spirit. And we had, we had, we had Lee and I were believing God for Breland. And it was, a, it was camp meeting right after the summer in which uh, we, had, we had lost the first child. And, and I said in the message, I was, I was preaching a message uh, uh, on John chapter 7 called Out of Your Belly. And I said in that meeting, the baby is on the way. I mean, I said it. Well, God had spoke that to me, but I didn't say God said it. Well, the next January... I was holding her up in the window like this. Now she's fixing to graduate high school. Now, there are times under the inspiration of the Spirit, sometimes, sometimes it's private. You can declare it in prayer. I know my husband's healed. I know 
the checks coming in the mail. That's God speaking. But the best way to keep it from becoming a vain imagination is to walk it out and let God show up and manifest it in your life. Because the Bible says He's not going to hold you guiltless. Now, if every goofy thing that comes into your mind, you jump up and say, God told me, God told me, God told me. Is He going to talk to you very much? What if someone did that to you? (laughs) To Larry. Larry told me I could have his car. Told me he's going to give me $5,000 at the end of the service. He's going to come paint my house and not charge me a nickel. It wouldn't be too long until Larry said, Shut up! I haven't said anything to you about giving you my car or $5,000 to paint your house. Because it, there's a way of just, there's an irritation level that starts coming when people begin to make proclamations and declarations that sound spiritual, but all they are is the vanity of their mind and their imagination. That's why you have to know how to hear from God and have to know when He speaks, how do you handle it? Amen? I mean, God spoke to me about this church three and a half to four years before I ever said anything to Leah. And she said to me, are you crazy? I'm telling the truth. And thank God, thank God, Pastor Terry Whitley, good friend of ours. He, he, and, he and Jan are in heaven now. We were in a camp meeting down in South Texas. And she, he, he knew nothing about anything going on in our life. And he called, he called me up and they just kind of pushed me aside and ministered to Leah and just gave her a word for word. She still gets still pinned on her private desk at home. That prophecy given by, was that 97? 1997, and literally a word-for-word word from God that we have proved out over the years. It's amazing. See, there's something about hearing from God that once you hear from God correctly in the right way, He loves to bring confirmation to that. The reason so many people do not get confirmation is they've not responded the correct way toward what God has said to them. So don't take the name of the Lord God in vain. Don't add it to the vanity of your imagination. Now, I've I've used these illustrations before, but it really bears repeating. I've had opportunity to talk to people who have come to me, especially in ministerial areas, and have said this, God spoke to me to blank. You can fill in the blank. To go to this nation, to do this, to do that. And in in the process of time, next day, two, three days later, the Lord would speak to me and say, I didn't tell them that. So I'm always very consistent in what I tell people about when they say things to me about God's told me to do this and they add ministry to it. You say, what do you say? I say, can you go and take 30 days and fast and minister to the Lord and pray? Can you go do what Acts chapter 13 says in the Antioch church before those men went out in an apostolic calling? Can you you go and do that? For 30 days, don't pray about where to go. Don't pray about what to do. Just take time, do some fasting, and minister to the Lord. Worship God, minister to the Lord, get real close to God. And then after 30 days, let's see what the Lord has said. Now, I prayed for both these individuals. And the sad thing is, is neither one of them corrected themselves. But here's what I noticed, and this is such a tragedy. From that point on, they never heard from God again correctly. Ever. 
ever heard from God again correctly. And it costs both of them their lives. I mean, it really pays to hear from God. So don't take the name of the Lord your God and add it to the vanity of your imagination with a, God told me. God told me. Make sure, and I'm going to give you fail-proof ways of making sure that God has spoken to you. Amen? Everybody say amen. amen. Say thank you. There you go. John chapter 10, real quick. We'll close with this one. My time's about up. John chapter 10. Now this is a good, good scripture here. Let's just begin in verse 1. I think that'll be the best, best for us to do instead of, instead of kind of piecemealing it. Let's go to, go to verse 1. It says, Verily, verily, or truly, truly, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door, if I say by the door, is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter, porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Now, number one, if we were doing an outline on this. Here, here, here's where we would start. Hearing the voice of God, number one. The confession of I belong to Jesus. He is my good shepherd. He is my great shepherd. He is my chief shepherd. I know his voice and another I will not follow. Rehearsing that into your own mind day after day after week after week, after month, after month, after year, after year, will help your ear tune to the voice of your good shepherd. Now he's literally talking about here, when he starts off in verse 1, he's talking about the illegal entrance of Satan into this world. He's talking about, listen... I came correctly into the world. How do you correctly come into the world? You come into the world through the womb or the water of the birth canal. You have to have a mom. Or you're here illegally. Amen? You cannot come any other way. Any demon force, any demon power. And he's saying, look, there's, there's others that came, but they did not come legally. I came legally. Now that gives him the legal right to communicate with those that he came to, and he calls, them, he calls them his sheep. His sheep, which is a very enduring term if you're a sheep. If you're not a sheep, that might not mean much to you. But honey, if you're a sheep, that means everything to have a shepherd. A shepherd that leads, a shepherd that guides, a shepherd that protects, keeps the wolves away, a shepherd that does all the good things that a shepherd does, and he's the chief shepherd, he's the good shepherd, he's the... He's the no better shepherd in the world. Amen. Amen? So, he's showing us right here that there's people, excuse me, I don't mean people, but, but, but I mean there are spirits, we looked at that earlier, and, and where I want to put people is here. There are spirits that illegally speak to people that'll speak to you. Amen? I mean, there, there are literally... All kinds of demonic spirits out there looking for a license 
You say, what is a license? You got a license to drive? That means you can legally drive. Amen? What is a license? What is the license for a spirit to operate? It's a willing heart, a willing soul. Somebody willing to yield unto that spirit. And if you yield unto that spirit, and you know, this is, this is the tragedy of the whole thing. S- multitudes, billions of people are involved in this through ignorance. They have no knowledge of the spirit realm. They have no knowledge how spirits work and operate. They have no knowledge of God. That's, that's the number one thing. They have no knowledge of God. They have no knowledge of Jesus as Lord and Savior. They have no knowledge of the Holy Ghost. So they're just kind of like drifting around in this drama being created by a realm they can't even see. Spirits looking to communicate to them. Looking to act through. My goodness, it's 2019. How many more horrific acts is it going to take in our nation to recognize the devil is loosed in this nation through people? You don't ever hear of a school shooting or a synagogue shooting or a church shooting where they say, well, I'll tell you what, people were just dropping like flies around here and we couldn't see anybody doing it or anything. No, someone was doing it. Someone was on the other end of that destruction being influenced by an entity that is, that is communicating to them. It was uh, James Dobson interviewed Ted Bundy Two to three days before they executed, Ted Bundy had, had killed at that time, I think they said like 36 women all across America from, from up on the West Coast, up in Washington, Oregon, down through Colorado, and then down into Florida. Now, according to uh, uh, Dr. Dobson, he gave his heart to the Lord, got born again. And he's telling uh, this interview, he's telling Dr. Dobson what happened. He said, I went, now this is amazing. He said, I went to a pornographic movie and sat on the front row. He said, I'm sitting there watching this pornographic movie. And he says, I felt an entity. That's the way he said it. Come and sit down in the chair next to me. And he said, I was aware of its presence. And it says, it sat there and it sat there. And then it got up and it sat down in me. That's what he said. Now, we have to realize that there is a level of protection afforded us as believers because we are spirit beings. And the full work of redemption has already manifested in your spirit. And the Bible says you've been sealed with the spirit of redemption and the evil one cannot touch you. Now, that doesn't mean you don't need to grow in the Spirit, feed your Spirit, any of that other. Your Spirit can get lazy and just can get set aside. But you must understand, you're only two-thirds messed up. <laughs> really? No, I'm serious. You're really two, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're a three-part being also. You've got a body, a, a soul, and, and you are Spirit, and, and, and your flesh, and your mind, you've you got an issue right there. But your Spirit, you don't have a, you, there's really no spiritual problems. There's spiritual issues such as growth and development and correct knowledge from the Word of God. Amen? But other than that, you can't be, you can't be possessed of a devil. Possession is ownership. But you can be so oppressed in your soul or in your flesh that it looks like a devil's gotten a hold of you. 
I mean, I've seen it before. People so oppressed in their mind, hearing voices, and they're Christians, hearing voices, things moving around in their house, all kinds of crazy stuff going on. Lee and I have gone over to people's houses and had to pray and anoint their house with oil just to keep all the crazy stuff from going on. Then we sit them down on the couch and say, okay, why is it here? Because it cannot be here if you ain't open the door to it. It's here communicating to you. It's here showing up. It's got a right to be here. And anytime anything's got a right to be here, it's going to be there. Now that, let me, let me, I'll close with that, I promise. That is why we don't fall into the hyper-spiritual warfare activity of doing, well, we need to tear down this demon and, and, and break down this stronghold. Over. As long as anybody is willing to cooperate with any spirit, that spirit has a right to be there. Entrance was illegal in the first place. But humanity in its fallen state gave right to the adversary to turn these hordes of demons loose on this earth. And I'm telling you, a lot of people didn't think, well, you know, you go over to Africa and you see it, you go over to, down into the jungles of Central America or some, you know, outpost. So let me tell you, there's more demon possession. We were talking to Dr. Summerall, which I, I, I you know, you talk about faith, talk about Brother Hagen. You talk about, you know, pastoring, you talk about Brother Osteen. You talk about evangelism, you talk about T.L. Osborne. You talk about devils, you talk about Brother Summerall. Man, I take Dr. Summerall, he had their number. And he, he was in a private conversation with he and I and, and a few other ministers. He said this. He said, America is one of the most demonically oppressed nations in the world. And he said, the reason is, is because so many people do not understand the spirit realm because of their intellect. We've used our colleges, we've used our educational system to educate any kind of spirituality out of people. And he said, you're going to see in the future. Now, he said this to us back in the early 90s. He said, you're going to see in the future uh, more sexual perversion. You're going to see more violence. You're going to see more drug addiction. You're going to see all. And he began to name all this stuff. Where I'm telling you today, we're awash in it. We're literally awash in it because people have given license to it. I, I listened to a, to a testimony of a lady who was a witch. And she talked about doing seances and having, using the Ouija board and all this kind of stuff to find how to bring drugs out of Mexico into the United States. And he said, she said, they were successful at this for over 20 years, never got arrested one time. And she said, all of a sudden, they started getting arrested here, drug runners there, this and that. And so she started doing one of her seances, one of her things. And, and, and was asking, why is this happening? Why is it going on? And it started happening about the time the charismatic move started taking place. And that Ouija board spelled out, it's the Christians. They started praying and interceding. When they started praying and interceding, the police officers and the, and the people investigating the crimes began to, begin to find out what was going on, begin to do that. So you have to understand there's an enormous amount just like in the natural, you know, you, we had a TV here. We could connect a wire to it and get how many channels? So there's an enormous amount of communication. Your phone, there's more communication going on your phone. You're carrying a little computer around in your hand. You can get on the Internet. You can get on all kinds. All this Same thing's true in the spirit realm. There's all this. We can just say it like this. There's all this spiritual clutter just going on, going on, going on, going on. And in the midst of that, God's trying to speak to you. 
He's trying to say things to you. He's trying to guide you. He's trying to direct, direct you. He's trying to get you in a place in which you can continually communicate and fellowship in such a way that your life becomes a reflection of an individual who, quote, hears from God, which this world thinks is one of the craziest things anybody could ever say. But that's what God wants. So we're going to learn how to hear from God not only how to heal from the, hear from the Father, hear from the Son, the Word, be led by the Spirit, but what to do. What do you do when you hear from God? What do you do? And I guarantee it's going to help you. Everybody been helped tonight? Be blessed? Praise the Lord. Stand up and we'll pray and be dismissed. Father, thank you so much for your Word. Father, thank you that we are your sheep. We hear your voice. You're the Good Shepherd, the Chief Shepherd and the Great Shepherd. We hear your voice and another we do not follow. Father, we thank you tonight as we leave. We thank you for our protection, safety, and blessing. Everywhere we go, everything we do. The way we travel, the way we work. What we handle, where we go. We're not subject to evil plans of wicked men or the devil himself. Thank you that you keep us from accidents. That you bless our lives. That you make us a witness. You've opened doors of utterance. We're so thankful. We're so thankful that you are our God. Jesus, you are, our, you are our shepherd. We are your sheep. Lord, as we leave tonight, we walk in faith and love towards you. We love you so much. We walk in love toward one another, and we leave as the ambassadors of Christ you've called us to be. Thanking you here at Island Church. We're covered by the blood, empowered by the word, and anointed by the Holy Ghost. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast. To find out more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas, visit our website at islandchurchgallison.com.